Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nailed it! Nailed it! It's the shot clock! Got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Frickers here on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and your home of the Anthony Grant Show every Monday night, 7 to 8, here during the Flyer basketball season. We are here to talk Dayton basketball with you, with the coach, Anthony Grant. The folks here at Frickers can avail themselves of the Bud Light mic if they want to ask a question of the coach. If you are elsewhere in Flyer Nation on this fine Monday evening, you can give us a call at 457-1290. We'd love to hear from you as the season is starting to kind of start to lurch uh, forward uh, through, you know, the travel early on with the the battle for Atlantis and just the one game last week against Mississippi State. Two games on tap this week and then another hiatus with finals coming up, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, the game on Friday, Mississippi State came in as the 25th-ranked team in the nation and a very similar uh, script if you will, as to your two previous games against uh, very powerful uh, teams in Oklahoma and Virginia. Uh, The good news, toe-to-toe, fright from the start. Bad news is, down the stretch, uh, you know, teams that were able to make plays through the final four minutes of a game uh, to pull away for the victory. But uh, some good things to take away, but obviously some things that got to get better at. Well, no question. There's there's disappointment. You know, we felt like uh, the opportunity was there for us to get the win. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the last, you know, four minutes. Obviously, you give uh, Mississippi State credit. They, they were able to make some plays down the stretch. We had opportunities that, unfortunately for us, we couldn't capitalize on down the stretch. But, you know, the thing I tell our guys every night, it's always going to be a 40-minute game. And, you know, when you're dealing with a, a, a team that, you know, for us is relatively young, just the understanding of the importance of every possession, you know, beginnings and endings. You've heard me say that before, and I'll, I'll continue to talk about that with our group, but how you start – halves, how you end the halves, how you start second halves and so on and how you finish games is really important. So uh, for us, I, I thought, you know, we knew coming in that Mississippi State excelled in transition. We had to do a great job of keeping them out of transition by taking care of the basketball and, and uh, you know, making sure that we got quality shots, uh, getting back in transition on misses and offensive rebounding and, uh, you know, not giving them extra possessions and winning the 50-50 balls and I thought we did a really good job of that in the first half. In the second half, things changed, and they got out a lot in transition, got second shots, and uh, they seemed like they got to every 50-50 ball, every, every big loose ball they came up with and, and resulted in points. And, you know, those type of, those type of uh, possessions uh, against a team as talented as Mississippi State, you've got to be able to make those plays. And for our guys, it's a, it's a learning lesson that we've got to be able to capitalize on and, and, uh, and help us get better. 
You mentioned starts and finishes. Uh, you want to start the game strong. You want to finish the half strong. Start the second half strong. Finish the second. Finish the game strong. Do you break it down even more so than that, even in, into just smaller bits and segments of the game, trying to to win the the, the four minute battles, if you will, between media timeouts? No question. No question. There's always going to be back and forth, you know, in in, in every game, and you know, you have, you know, uh, basically, uh, for lack of a better term, a ten round fight. You know, four minute four minute. Uh, rounds uh you know based on um you know each four minute segment so you, you try to make sure that you know from a uh, efficiency standpoint offensively and defensively you're you're doing the things that you need to do to put yourself in position you know we had a 10 point lead uh heading into the last four minutes uh of the uh of the first half you know and and uh weren't able to convert uh our last, I think, six possessions of the half, we converted one and uh, took a three-point lead at the half and, and came out in the second half and kind of went back and forth. And then, you know, obviously at the end of the game, they were able to convert on their last seven possessions. You know, and we struggled. We struggled from an offensive standpoint. So just things like that that, uh, you know, hopefully uh, as a coach and as a team, we can look at it and say, how can we be better? What do we need to do to help us be better in those situations? I saw – a lot of disappointment in, in, in the body language uh, of your players and, and their words, just everything about them after the game. They were severely disappointed. Obviously, you don't want to see your guys hurting like that, but do you want to see it matter that much to them? Yeah, well, you, you, you have to go through stuff. You know, you, ha you have to go through that, and that's the part of the process. So, uh, you know, for me, you know, I, I think the fact that uh, – it matters. It, it does. It hurts when you when you you know you feel like uh, you had opportunities. When you feel like you know if you do the things that you're capable of doing, you get a different outcome. So uh, for our guys, I think they realize that. I think they understand that. And you know, like we've talked about before, I, I think this is a group that uh, they enjoy competing. They enjoy playing with each other. So it's just a matter now of us understanding how do we get the the consistency and the habits that we need that's going to put us in position. Uh, that we'll get on the other side of some of these close games. We have talked about that that, that togetherness of this team before, and, and, and I think this is another way where it becomes manifest. Um, and, again, this, these are just my observations, and, and you're around them way more than I am, Coach. But I, I don't – I see that disappointment, and it is across the board. And it's it's a disappointment, not just personal, but I'm – I'm disappointed, and I'm, I'm disappointed for my buddy. I'm disappointed for uh, the, the other guy and this guy. I, I don't see anyone walk around saying, yeah, you know what, I did mine. I did okay, but uh, yeah, sorry we didn't win. I don't see that at all. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think we've got a good group, you know, and uh, I think that the challenge for us is obviously there's disappointment, but there's also, you know, lessons. So to be able to learn those lessons and not, not let it linger, and be able to refocus and get ready because we have a Detroit team that's coming in here tomorrow that's very talented, very capable, you know, and we'll have to play our best. So uh, I think the, you know, the, the disappointment, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like any, any game you play, whether it's a victory or a defeat, you got to be able to learn from it, flush it, and get ready for the next one. And I think our, I think our guys are ready uh, to make that next step. And, you know, like, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we, we had a week in between games from the time we left the Bahamas and, and uh, you know, the Mississippi State game and, you know, the back and forth over the course of the week, you know, in terms of the stuff that they had to uh, go through in terms of, you know, 
living what happened in the Bahamas and looking at the future and then, you know, all the stuff in between in terms of the stuff we had to deal with during the week. So uh, I think it's good that we have a quick turnaround here in terms of two days to prepare for Detroit coming in. And obviously uh, the game is tomorrow. So we've got to be able to turn that page and get ready to play. All right. We'll be talking about uh, that Detroit Mercy team coming in. We'll also look uh, on down towards the end of the week very briefly uh, at uh, a second game of the week on the road coming up Saturday at Auburn and also uh, an update on just the overall health of this team. Uh, we'll be doing that as well as visiting with Tom at the Bud Light Mike. That's coming up when we continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show, and we are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A former Kettering Medical Center nurse is facing charges today for stealing pain meds from her patients. Clay Township cops have identified the man they say exchanged gunfire with them after first firing at their administrative building last week. And the body of the 41st president, George H.W. Bush, is now lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. We've got 50 boneless wings for you to carry out. And if gift cards are your pleasure, a friggin' bonus you will treasure at Frickers. Your heart will grow three sizes larger when you buy a $25 Frickers gift card. You'll receive five bonus bucks free. Enjoy 50 boneless frickin' chicken wings for only $29.99. Carry out only. Merry Christmas from Frickers. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at MLACompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies. Financial wisdom. Transformative action trusted advisors. Hear ye, hear ye. I bring you a message from <clears throat> a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bud light flow forth and he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee waiteth until the end, Stephen. With game day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom oh, Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly by Light Beer, AB, St. Louis, Missouri. Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints. So stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy to clean, fingerprint resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Looking for a creative gift? Treat someone 50 years of age or better to a learning experience they won't forget. A gift certificate to the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton. They can choose from a list of seminars such as Rock and Roll, The First 25 Influences, Dayton's Brewing History, Beginning Group Piano Lessons, Historical Treasures of the Miami Valley, Off the Beaten Path, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal fun environment. Call 229-2347 to purchase a gift certificate today. 
Through the remainder of the evening, temperatures will be falling back through the 30s with cloudy skies, along with a chance for a few passing sprinkles or a flurry. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCulver at Eggs on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And again, welcome back here to uh, Frickers on Woodman Drive, the home of the Anthony Grant Show, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits as well. Dayton Flyers now 4-3 and three on the year. Two games ahead this week, tomorrow night at home against Detroit Mercy at 7 o'clock, and then a game on the road on Saturday at Auburn. We'll talk more about both those contests coming up, but right now, as promised, Tom is at the Bud Light. Mike, step on up. you got a question for Coach. Gentlemen, Coach, uh, uh, you know, you, you ran the race the other night, and your, your, your main horse, Josh Cunningham, wasn't uh, – he was, he was hurting. You could t- we could tell that because he missed a lot of shots he doesn't normally miss. And uh, uh, if you can kind of tell us how he's doing, and uh, looks like you're down to uh, seven, seven guys right now. Uh, and do you, do you cut back uh, practice a little when that's the case? Yeah, well, Josh, Josh had a case of uh, food poisoning, stomach virus. I'm not sure quite what it was, but, uh, you know, uh, Josh is a veteran, you know, and I think he, he tried to put himself in position where he could help his team, and I thought he went out and played, played well for us. Obviously, um, you know, you're, you're never going to play the perfect game, and I thought he gave us everything he had, and that's all as a coach that we could ask, and, and uh, we'll move forward. He's doing much better. I think he's, uh, he's over uh, what he had before, so we think he'll be 100% as we move forward. Uh, yeah, and it's just a matter right now of, uh, you know, this time of year uh, for the players, uh, you know, the, not only just the physical but the mental. So trying to make sure that we, we do the things that we have to do to make sure we're prepared uh, uh, for every game. And, you know, this time of year it's more scouting report than it is necessarily uh, trying to build, uh, you know, the habits in terms of what we need to do offensively or defensively. It's, it's uh, execution. It's uh, – just the, just the habits that we have to have uh, and knowing what we got to do scouting report in terms of what we do in practice. So it's not as taxing as maybe, you know, it was in October before we started playing on a consistent basis. So it's a little different routine for him right now. How's Jerry Matos? Uh, Jerry uh, is, is uh, just found out today, uh, is, is going to be out for the year for us. Uh, oh. Jerry has, is, will have a season-ending surgery, uh, has uh, torn ligaments, in his foot that requires surgery. So uh, unfortunately, you know, he'll miss the remainder of the year. But like I told him today, you know, his recovery, uh, his rehab starts today. And he's got to make sure from a mental uh, standpoint that he, he's right. And, you know, our team will, will need him. We can't have him on the court, but we can use his energy and his voice. And, and uh, you know, our, our guys, I think, are certainly disappointed for him. And he's disappointed that we, he won't be able to be out there with his brothers competing. But you know, he'll be, uh, he'll be there every day, and, you know, we're supporting him and certainly uh, look forward to a speedy recovery. Thanks, Coach. Yep. All right. Uh, wow. Um, well, that's certainly not uh, news that any of us wanted to hear tonight, and especially uh, uh, Jerry and, and his teammates and, and your staff. How much does, does Ryan Mike sell now uh, need to be a peer mentor for Jerry? Because Great. Ryan's been down that road. You're exactly right. It's funny because uh, you know we just found out this afternoon and, and actually shared the news with uh, with the team today. And as I was sharing the news with the team, you know I look over and Ryan's got his arm around Jerry, and he's just you know 
basically letting them know I, I, I know what you're going through and, and I'm going to be there for you. So, uh, you know, I think you're, you're certainly right there. And, you know, as you guys saw the other day, uh, we inserted uh, Frankie Policelli into, into the rotation. And, you know, he has an opportunity now to step up and, and earn some minutes and, and uh, you know, be a, be a guy that can help us with that rotation. So uh, his learning curve will be quick here. And, you know, we've got to put him in a situation where he can be successful. But he's also got to understand the opportunity that he has in front of him now to step into that, that role for us to, to be a part of that rotation. I, I know the hope was that Frankie could use this year just to get physically bigger and, and, and stronger. Uh, and, and, and that can still take place even, even while he's, he's playing. So with him, you mentioned that learning curve. Yep. Is it just getting those nuances of college basketball, the communication on defense and, and all of that? Is that going to be the biggest challenge for him? Yeah, I think, you know, for most freshmen, you know, every day is a brand new experience. It's a new terminology. It's a new system. The game is so much faster uh, than, than, than what they've played before. So all of that stuff, I think, for Frankie and for Dwayne, you know, and even to a certain extent, Jerry, even though he played in junior college, it's, it's just completely different, you know. So uh, having that opportunity to, to, to kind of learn uh, for, for Frankie in terms of uh, – the terminology, just the speed, uh, what to do, what not to do. Uh, the plan was for him to try to get that through practice over the course of the year, uh, just because of where he was in the rotation, uh, take advantage of an opportunity to, to give him a year to mature and develop uh, with uh, Jerry's injury, just speeds that process up for him. So not only is, is it going to be really important for him on a daily basis in practice, on a daily basis uh, getting with our, our coaching staff and studying film and understanding what he's got to do and then going through uh, the learning curve that he'll have to go through as he plays and learns, uh, learns as he plays through, through making mistakes, through having success and those type of things. You know, speaking of that process, uh, I had a chance Friday before the Mississippi State game to visit with the guys that were doing the game, the broadcast on TV, and they, they wanted to know about this Dayton team. And, and, and I, I tried to really impress upon them the difference in – Jalen Crutcher and Jordan Davis now versus a year ago. How you, you kind of took some lumps, you know, yeah. pl playing uh, two freshmen over you know about 35 minutes a game together, and then you know that was the bad news last year. This year it's the good news because I, I think it's it's visi visibly evident just how far they've come. Yeah, there's no substitute for experience, you know, and, and uh, those guys had to go through it last year, and to a certain extent I had to go through it. Got a few more patches of gray up here because <laughs> of it, but that's okay. But, uh, yeah, certainly uh, that, that's just a part of, of uh, you know, your growth process through, through the rigors of college basketball. You've got to, got to go through some stuff, you know, and you've got to be willing uh, to be bad before you can be good. You've got to be willing to, to crawl before you walk. You know, so for every freshman, it's the rare freshman that walks in and just kind of doesn't skip a beat, uh, you know, and, and has immediate success. So uh, you expect some of that. I think those guys, uh, when, you, when you mentioned, you know, Jalen and Jordan last year, I thought – with every game, you could see a little bit more confidence, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more awareness. And as we went through, uh, you know, to, into the conference and, and what they experienced, I think they were better forward. And, uh, you know, that experience a year later pays dividends. Yeah, it really hit me Friday because at Mississippi State was Jalen Crutcher's first collegiate start. Uh, and uh, I, I just thought about him then. And then, I, and then I saw, and the fans saw, everybody saw, the nation saw what, he can do now on the floor uh, Friday night, yep. uh, and, and and it was borderline spectacular. Yeah, yep. no question. I think I think uh, you know.
you know, for all of our guys, I think, uh, you know, when you look at this team, you know, uh, Dwayne Cohill, uh, Obi Toppin, you know, those guys playing their first, you know, experience in college basketball, you know, Ryan missing all of last year going through the process that he's got to go through. So, you know, you look at um, the immediate results, you know, and you say, okay, there's there's some disappointment in terms of results, but at the same time, I think we can look at it and say, as long as we continue to move that needle and continue to get better through the experiences that we go through, we're heading in the right direction. So, you know, as a coach, uh, that that's my focus is to make sure we keep, you know, moving in the right direction, game to game, day to day, practice to practice, and we keep the right mindset. Do you sense that this team is on the precipice of just really kind of finding that 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 one missing it to get it over the hump and, and to and to close out that that forty minute game you've been talking about? As a coach, you always want more, you know, and I, I think I think we have a lot more to give. I, I, I do. I feel like we can get a lot better, and so it's just trying to find the right buttons to push and the right. Uh, the right things to do just in terms of getting us where we need to be. But, but certainly, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like we're, we're where we could be as a team and we need to continue to make progress moving there. Okay. Um, let's talk briefly about Detroit uh, Mercy. We'll get into them a little bit more later on, but um, this is a team coming in. Um, Mike Davis has uh, done a wonderful job coaching. Uh, he did a wonderful job at Indiana and then got kind of run out of there. But then since then he's had, uh, I, he was in the arena last year with Texas Southern. Uh, brought them to the NCAA tournament. Now he's at Detroit Mercy, and he's got a kid uh, that can put some points up, and that's his his freshman son. Antoine Davis is a shooter. He is. You know, Mike, Mike's a really good coach and a guy I've known him for a while. We play, Our teams have played against each other over the years, and uh, he does a really good job uh, putting his team in position to win. Uh, you know, his son, I think right now, is second in the nation in scoring. Uh, and He's a freshman, true freshman. I think maybe leads the nation in three-point field goals made uh, at this at this stage of the season, and you know has had I think multiple games of eight or more threes made in the game, multiple games of thirty or more points. I think a couple forty-point games. So he's dynamic in terms of of what he does, and they put him in position to be successful. And then you know he's got some other guys on that team that are very dangerous as well in terms of their ability to shoot the ball and and. Uh, you know, the three-point line, as we always talk about how dangerous that is, they're, they're a team, I think, coming in, maybe top 50 in the country and, and three-pointers made as a team. I think they make 11 or 12 a game and very, very capable, you know. So uh, for our guys, uh, the understanding that, that we've got to be really locked in in terms of our scouting report and what we need to do and have an awareness of, of their, their plan in terms of what they'll do from an offensive and defensive standpoint, and we've got to be able to go out and execute better and play with great energy. All right, that's coming up tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock tip at the arena. More about Dayton, Detroit, Mercy. More about this, this stretch of uh, basketball, which uh, in, in this mind, it's been around a, a lot of Dayton basketball. I can't recall a stretch like this uh, in terms of this, the quality of the opponents. More as we continue. The Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A former Kettering Medical Center nurse is facing charges today for stealing pain medication from her patients. 
Clay Township cops have identified the man they say exchanged gunfire with them after first firing at their administrative building last week. And the body of the 41st president, George H.W. Bush, is now lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. As chillier air moves in, I'm tracking our next chance for snow. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Friday. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic still cleaning up that accident in Harrison Township at uh, Ohm Avenue and Susanna Avenue and still have a disabled vehicle in Harrison Township at Shoot Mill Road and Riverside Drive. Our top story, the 41st president of the United States, George H.W. Bush, lies in state at the Capitol. Later this evening, the public will begin to file by to pay their last respects as the doors of the Capitol will stay open until Wednesday morning. Our Washington insider, Jamie Dupree from Washington. The man cops say shot at the Clay Township police station and exchanged fire with cops is identified as 40-year-old Aaron Mitchell. The Clay Township Police Department is not confirming specifics, but says two officers with its department involved are now on paid administrative leave. WHIO Sean Cudahy says the Montgomery County Prosecutor's Office is considering charges. In Clark County, employees at Navistar in Springfield are rejecting a contract offer from the company. The Springfield UAW announcing today that they voted 98% to 2 to reject the contract Sunday. Employees are working under an extension that's set to expire Tuesday at 1 p.m. No word on any further negotiations. A wrongful death lawsuit has been filed against Kettering and a police officer in connection with an officer-involved shooting. Jason Hoops was fatally shot during a traffic stop last year. Cruiser cam video shows Kettering officer Jonathan McCoy telling Hoops not to reach for a gun. Family members say Hoops may have been confused by police telling him to place his hands in the air and on the van's dashboard. WHIO's Amy Frederick, a Montgomery County grand jury, decided not to indict Officer McCoy. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. A former nurse accused of stealing drugs from patients is facing charges. The State Pharmacy Board says 29-year-old Samantha Moyer stole syringes filled with pain medication over a period of months at the Kettering Medical Center. Prosecutors say Moyer replaced the medication with saline, then used the drugs for her own use. WHIO's Ron Otto says Moyer is scheduled for arraignment December 18th. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Brideggs. A passing sprinkler flurry possible this evening. Temperatures will be dipping back through the 30s. Late tonight, your overnight lows expected around 28 degrees. May see a few flurries at times during your day on Tuesday. Another chilly one with highs around 34 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Brideggs in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar cloud. Cloudy skies throughout the Miami Valley, 32 degrees in Piqua, 35 in Springfield, and 37 degrees in Dayton at 734. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Looking forward to an amazing trip this summer. YMT Vacations 10-day tour of Greece and her islands. On June 19th, we fly to Athens where we visit the Parthenon and the Acropolis with lots of time to take in the wonderful food, music, and culture. Then it's on to the islands of Mykonos and Santorini with the natural beauty and gorgeous beaches. Now space is filling up, but there's still time for you to reserve your spot. A Christmas gift to each other, celebrate a retirement, or just treat yourself to a trip of a lifetime. 
price for this fully guided tour, which includes the tour, hotels, breakfast, some dinners, airfare, taxes, and fees, is $33.29 after a $250 per person savings by booking now. So call YMT Vacations at 800-716-1757. That's 800-716-1757. Don't miss out on a chance to celebrate with your fellow WHIO listeners, and I look forward to seeing you this summer in Greece. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, your home of the Anthony Grant Show here every Monday night, 7 to 8, during the Flyer basketball season, which uh, is still very, very young with Dayton now 4-3 and three on the year, two games this week. Uh, Detroit Mercy at home, which uh, we talked a little bit about the Titans here moments ago, and then uh, this Saturday on the road uh, at Auburn. Uh, part of a stretch of basketball, and I'll, I'll go back to the – First game in the battle for Atlantis against Butler, followed by number four ranked Virginia, then Oklahoma, and then number 25 Mississippi State, a Detroit Mercy team, Auburn, the number eight team in the nation, on the road Saturday. Then you've got final exam week and a neutral site game against a uh, Tulsa team uh, coming uh, coming in uh, out, out of the whack. I, I, I've been around Dayton basketball a long time, and I cannot recall a stretch. A schedule like this, uh, a stretch in the schedule like this, might maybe I might go back to like to the great Midwest days that a couple of years when Dayton was in the great Midwest, in which uh, they were so bad that uh, every, every game was a was an uphill battle. Uh, well, I'm just being honest, folks. Okay. Now, Larry Glasses Half Full says, "Gosh, Coach, what an incredible opportunity you've been presented with this schedule of games." Well, first of all, let me let me. You've been around the game for a long time. Yeah. Tulsa's in the American. American. The old okay. whack. I, okay. I, like, is that does that conference still exist? Yeah, they do, but they're, they're not in okay. it. They were in it once, though. So. They were okay. They're okay. In, good. Yeah. No, certainly. Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 a tough schedule. You know, we knew that coming in, and and as we've talked about before, I think that's the one thing that, you know, being at Dayton, that that you want to put yourself in position every year where you're you're playing against a schedule that allows you the best chance to put yourself in position for an at-large bid at the end of the year. So like I tell our guys all the time, we need to begin with the end in mind in terms of where we want to be and look at the opportunities we have in front of us and try to make the most of every opportunity. So, uh, you know, tough schedule, and we had a, a few opportunities that, uh, you know, that are past us that, that you look at and you say they were great opportunities. Uh, we didn't come out with the results we wanted, but I think made us better. Uh, and I think uh, hopefully we've learned lessons from them. And so now it's just a matter of what do we do moving forward, one game at a time, as we uh, as we uh, go into the go into the uh, the rest of our season, starting with Detroit uh, tomorrow night. We need to make sure that we can put ourselves in a position where we can kind of control our own destiny as we progress through the season. You know, I, I you, you look at these uh, games in which Dayton was hanging right with Virginia, hanging right with Oklahoma, and obviously had a chance to to, to win a get a quality win against Mississippi State. I think the fans would agree with me that this team 
as for lack of better terms, passed the eyeball test uh, to date in this season. And I also eavesdropped on Coach Howland's postgame radio show, and uh, he was very pleased to get that win. Let me tell you that. And he went on and on a bit uh, with uh, their fans about how difficult an environment it was for his team to come in and play uh, and their inability to hear each other uh, communicate because of the, the, the environment Friday night. Well, we, you know, that, that's one of the advantages of being at the University of Dayton. That, that's one thing that, that certainly our guys are very appreciative of. And, you know, we, we've got an unbelievable uh, support base. And, you know, that's another thing that, that you know, you, you, you know, just kind of look at it and say a missed opportunity, you know, yeah. because, of, because it was a great atmosphere, it was a great crowd. And, you know, our guys couldn't hear each other either. You know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we had we had some uh, some guys saying I could I couldn't hear the coverage, you know, and that uh, was real. So it was a great, great environment. Uh, it's a great game. And obviously, you know, like we said, didn't get the results we want. But, you know, if the lessons that we can learn from that help us be better in the future, then it was well worth it. Yeah. And as is often the case in, in, in many things in life, it's it's one of those good news, bad news scenarios, because a lot of people saw that game Friday night. And when the phone rings in the spring, and it's, uh, it's Darren Hurts saying, uh, hi, I'm calling from the University of Dayton. I'd like to see if you guys would like to come play us. And he's going to hear that click and then the dial tone at the other end because, uh, you know, and, and we've seen this through the years. I mean, this has just been something that um, maybe it's that little Dayton chip on my shoulder that's, uh, that's showing up again is that, uh, you know, folks, folks don't want to come to UD Arena because it's a tough place to play. And uh, Flyer Faithful, a lot of the folks who are here tonight, uh, uh, you're a big reason why. Um, <clears throat> You know, looking uh, looking back at that game, and we don't want to belabor, belabor everything about it, but uh, I, I thought one thing that this team is, is doing better than I ever dreamed they would do, and, and I know you're going to say you're not happy with where it's at yet, but just from a, a just from a getting after it standpoint, rebounding the basketball from all five spots on the floor, uh, I am pleasantly surprised at how well this team is competing when it comes to rebounding. You're right. I'm going to say I'm not not where we need to be, but but we, we you know, I thought in the first half the other day we did a really good job, um, you know, because they came in and you know, like I said, one of the keys for us was being able to to limit their second chance opportunities. And I thought in the first half was a big reason why we're able to build the lead and go in the half with the lead. In the second half, they had too many opportunities to, to get to get their uh, to get second shots and to keep possessions alive. And you know, I think um, you know we we had a three point lead. Uh, starting the second half, and I think seven of their nine points came off of second chance opportunities to to be able to take a uh, like a four point lead early in the in the second half there. So uh, it's it's still you know it's just a matter of of uh, us doing things and building the habits that we need to build and being consistent with it for 40 minutes. You know, in terms of being able to understand we've got to do our job at a high level all the way through that we can't have breakdowns because at the end of the day. When you look back and you say it's a one or two possession game and everybody wants to talk about, you know, the last three to four minutes or the last, you know, two minutes of the game, a shot doesn't fall, uh, you know, they make a tough shot. But it's all the other possessions as well that you look at over the course of the game that could be a difference, you know. So it's just a matter for us in terms of building that consistency and, and having that, that understanding that, uh, you know, the possessions are every possession matters and we got to continue to do our job at a high level. Something else I'll bring up, and we'll be on the same page, I know, because uh, I think this team needs to shoot free throws better, and I'm sure you agree with me there. And what we have not seen yet is 
a game, you know, come down to, you know, the closing seconds needing to make a free throw. But we're seeing those free throws missed earlier. And you know what? A, a missed free throw in the first minute hurts as bad as a missed free throw in the last minute of a game. Well, I'll say this. You know, the other day we didn't get to the free throw line. You know, we I think for the game we got eight free throws in the entire game. And, you know, they only got 14. But I think a big part of our ability to be successful is will be our ability to get to the free throw line. So we've not only got to make them when we get there. And, you know, we've had our struggles really over the last four or five games where, uh, you know, we haven't been able to go, go down and, and, and make our free throws at the rate that, I think we're more than capable of making them at. So uh, the other day we were three for eight from the free throw line, you know. So uh, I think if you look at the last four games, we may be below 60% from the from the free throw line uh, over the course of those four games. So, you know, those are the type of things I think it's just a matter of uh, we got to be able to go uh, and have the focus and concentration and confidence to go up and and, and not only, you know, make our free throws, but understand that's a part of our ability to have success in terms of getting to the free throw line. Not getting to the line, is that, uh, is that a result of not throwing the ball in the post or is it a result of not attacking the rim or is it all of the above? I think it's probably all of the above. You know, we've got to do a better job of, of, of you know, keeping possessions alive and, and getting offensive rebounds. We've got to do a better job of attacking the rim. We've got to do a better job of, of not only throwing it to the post but making ourselves available to catch it in the post. So. Those type of things, I think that that you know, um, areas that that again for us, we can improve in, and that we've got to we got to be aware of, and we have a, have a, a conscious effort to uh, to make sure that we put ourselves in position where those things happen for us. All right, Dayton Flyers, a, a week ahead in which they've got a home game coming up right tomorrow night. Uh, be ready to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be game day. And I expect the Flyer faithful to be ready for that 7 o'clock tip against Detroit Mercy. Then the week will end on Saturday with a true road game against Auburn. Yet something unique for this Dayton team to experience this year. We'll talk about that when we continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. Some local UAW workers reject a contract proposal from Navistar. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green out three to four months with torn ligaments. And the body of former President George H.W. Bush now lies in state at the U.S. Capitol. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin at the Dayton basketball game on Friday. Ran into a friend who had to tell me about his son's experience with my pillow, And it was a familiar story. The one I've been telling you for over three years, his son is falling asleep faster, staying asleep, waking up feeling more refreshed, and can't imagine life without MyPillow. I'm not surprised. I know MyPillow can do the same for you. And this holiday season, why not give the gift of a great night's sleep to someone you love with MyPillow? Right now, go to MyPillow.com, click on the buy one, get one free special, and you buy one, you get one free. So maybe you keep a MyPillow for yourself and give the other to someone you love. you got to use the promo code WHIO. You can also call 1-800-320-1481. Ask for that same buy one, get one free special. Again, use the promo code WHIO. And when you buy right now, MyPillow extending the money-back guarantee all the way until March 1st. 
but I know you're going to love my pillow. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Looking forward to an amazing trip this summer. YMT Vacations 10-day tour of Greece and her islands. On June 19th, we fly to Athens, where we visit the Parthenon and the Acropolis, with lots of time to take in the wonderful food, music, and culture. Then it's on to the islands of Mykonos and Santorini, with a natural beauty and gorgeous beaches. Now, space is filling up, but there's still time for you to reserve your spot. A Christmas gift to each other, celebrate a retirement, or just treat yourself to a trip of a lifetime. Price for this fully guided tour, which includes the tour, hotels, breakfast, some dinners, airfare, taxes, and fees, is $33.29 after a $250 per person savings by booking now. So call YMT Vacations at 800-716-1757. That's 800-716-1757. Don't miss out on a chance to celebrate with your fellow WHIO listeners, and I look forward to seeing you this summer in Greece. We will never fully understand what we've asked of our military service members, of their families, or their children, asking them to deploy, patrol, stay on watch, on point, asking them to put themselves in harm's way, to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn, our duty, to bring them all the way home, to keep them secure, to have their backs for the rest of their lives. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs do whatever it takes to help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently at no cost for life so that they might stand at ease. Find out how you can help at findwwp.org. remainder of the evening, temperatures will be falling back through the 30s with cloudy skies, along with a chance for a few passing sprinkles or a flurry. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCulver at Eggs on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back to... Uh the Anthony Grant Show, and welcome back to Frickers here on Woodman Drive. Uh, good to be here on this Monday night, talk a little Dayton basketball. We'll do this uh, throughout the course of the uh, flyer season, with the exceptions, folks. Um, so make your plans accordingly. We will not be here Christmas Eve. We will not be here New Year's Eve, okay? So uh, reacquaint yourself with your families. Uh, do something with them, okay? And we'll have plenty of time uh, to get together and, and talk a little flyer basketball. Uh, Dayton with a... Um, a true road game, first true road game of the year uh, this week, playing on the road uh, at Auburn uh, on uh, on Saturday. Uh, and uh, folks that are not going to be going to the game, uh, there's going to be some uh, alums that are going to be gathering for a game watch at TJ Chumps and Huber Heights. And so uh, there's always a, a good group that show up for those events. If you're looking to uh, gather with your fellow Flyer fans, um, and, and Coach, uh, you had – the opportunity, obviously, in your years in the SEC to take teams into uh, Auburn. What can you tell us uh, as far as what type of environment are the Flyers going to be facing on Saturday night? Well, it'll be a hostile environment. I think, um, you know, over, over the years, I think they, they've got a really good, really good student section, really good support, and obviously, 
you know, Coach Pearl's done a great job of building that program, top ten program in the country. I think they're they're, they're playing good basketball. They got really good talent in their program. So it'll certainly be a, a great uh, great experience for our guys in terms of what a what a true uh, road game is in terms of the environment that the, that we'll be in. Uh, so many firsts for these young guys. You know, uh, against Capital, it was the first time playing in the on the in the arena. And then, of course, uh, North Florida it was the first game. And then uh, Butler, it's the first game away from the arena. And now it's the first true road game. I mean, this, this team is going through a lot of auto learning processes. No question. I think that, you know, early in the year, that's what you want to do. You, you want to learn about your team. You want to you put your team through experiences that, that they, can, they can learn about each other. And, and uh, that's a part of the process. And you got an opportunity, again, like we talked about, you know, Auburn's a, a team that's played really good basketball. Up to this point, they've earned their ranking, and uh, you know, for our guys to go and test themselves against the best is is a great opportunity. All right, let's head back out to Bud Light. Mike, got a question for Coach? Uh, <clears throat> thanks for the pitch for Saturday night. Oh, glad to do it. And uh, <clears throat> you talked about uh, Jerry Matos being out for the rest of the season. Will he be able to appeal for uh, red shirt this season? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know the exact. Uh, we, we were talking about that off the air, just in terms of. Uh, how many games that that you're allowed to play before you can you can be eligible for that? But certainly our administration will uh, will appeal for that, and uh, you know I'm sure uh, uh, if at all possible, you know we hope that can happen. Thank you. I, I I've got to think it's it's got to be very realistic. I mean he's not even played a game in the month of December, um, so I I think that's uh, now and I'll answer the question that is not being asked is because someone's, uh, and, and, and it becomes rather a, a question that no one would bother asking given the injury to Jerry, and that was the question, people wondering if, if Frankie Policelli, having appeared in the game, if he could put the red shirt back on, and, and, and that was not going to be the case regardless of uh, Jerry's health because uh, it's kind of like being pregnant. I mean, once you are, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that, that's uh... – <laughs> All right, so it was not it, it was not the analogy you were anticipating, okay? But I mean, it's like, yeah. So, no, he he's definitely, uh, you know, we, our intention is is, uh, you know, and I told Frankie this, you know, even before, uh, you know, we we elected to to take the red shirt off, was that the possibility that uh, should should something like this happen, that uh, he needed to make sure he was ready. From a physical and mental standpoint, that he needed to to uh, to mentally prepare every day as if he were playing and, and approach practice as if he were playing. And uh, you know, the one thing I told him is that what we what we wanted to do and what we needed to do was that if we decided that that was in his best interest and the best interest of the team, that he needed to be ready to play. And so, you know, he has to do the things that that you know myself and our coaching staff is asking of him in terms of putting himself in position where he can help our team as we move forward because it's needed. We haven't really talked about Frankie as a player because, you know, previous shows he was, you know, doing just that. He was going to be uh, preparing for next year. But uh, tell the fans, I mean, w what does Frankie bring to the table? What are his strong yeah, suits? Well, Frankie's, uh, you know, he's got great size, a stretch four. Uh, you know, his first shot the other day missed the rim by about a foot. But, uh, you know, I think his, his, his ability to – to shoot the ball is, is really probably one of his strengths. I think he's got a, a really good uh, feel for from an offensive standpoint for passing, for understanding spacing and those type of things. I think his his growth will come on the defensive end. I think uh, his growth will come just with gaining confidence in his abilities and understanding 
how to how to take his his strengths and blend them, you know, with the other guys on the floor. You know, you you mentioned his ability to pass the ball because yes, he did he did miss his first shot, but uh, in 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 his post passing, post to post pass to get Ryan uh, Ryan Mikesell a dunk. I mean, that showed me. I saw okay, there's a the guy who knows how to play. Yeah, yeah. Frankie's got a good feel, and and uh, like I said, I think the big thing for him is just like any freshman. You know, he's got to he's got to gain experience. He's got to go through uh, the process of becoming confident in how he impacts winning and how he impacts the game, and understanding uh, the details that go into you know what we have to do on the defensive end of the floor, rebounding wise, and those type of things. While we have just a little bit of time, uh, give give the fans some uh, some insight uh, without divulging all trade secrets about this time of year. Uh, obviously, there's so much focus on growing and developing this team, but this is still, still a, a, a part of the year where you're getting out on the road uh, in, in, in the recruiting process. Am I right? It is, yeah. Our, our staff is, has been out quite a bit. Uh, you know, Over the course of the next couple of weeks, we'll get really busy uh, in terms of recruiting. But you know, right now, we've got you know, one scholarship available. Uh, for next year, and, and I think we're going to be pretty selective just in terms of whether or not we choose to add or what we choose to add to our team. And then, you know, you look at the following year for 2020, we're out uh, 2020, 20, 2021, it's getting some evaluations and seeing a lot of kids as well. So, yeah, it, it remains a busy time of year. High school uh, season just started a few weeks ago, so, you know, they're ramping up in terms of the competition and tournaments and different different shootouts that are going on. So. Uh, we'll get a chance uh, over the next several weeks to get out and see quite a few kids. You know, speaking about high school season, uh, we, we talked about Antoine Davis, the outstanding point guard for uh, Detroit Mercy, who we'll be seeing tomorrow night, did not play high school basketball. He, he was homeschooled, and so he was strictly a product of, of AAU basketball. Uh, might that be something we're, we will see more of as, as, as time goes on? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think he was in a unique situation, you know, because of his dad, you know, and uh, when I was at Alabama, his dad was coaching at UAB. And I remember we had an elite camp and he brought he brought a, a young Anton, Anton Davis to to our camp and and uh, didn't participate. But I got a chance to watch him uh, shoot around. And you know, I don't know what grade he was. He would have been in there, maybe, you know, eighth or ninth grade or something, maybe eighth grade. And uh, you could tell he had a great skill set. And his dad put him in position in terms of the workouts he put him through and uh, had him down with John Lucas and the skill development stuff and then playing some AAU. But, you know, being around his teams, uh, just being around basketball, he, he got a, a great education in terms of uh, the competition that he was exposed to and, and uh, the, the teaching and the coaching that he was able to receive. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty of tomorrow night at Staten and Detroit Mercy, 7 o'clock tip-off, and uh, uh, a team that, uh, okay, we've talked about they shoot the three well. They've got one of the most prolific scorers in the nation, not just as a freshman, but overall in the aforementioned Antoine Davis. Uh, looking at Dayton and what Dayton needs to do vis-a-vis -vis that, what are, what's your points of emphasis uh, as you get your scouting report together? Well, it's, it's obviously going to start with him. You know, he's a big part of what they do. And, and like I mentioned earlier, the three-point line. I think they, they're uh, really dangerous in transition. Uh, he's, they've got great spacing on the floor and some dynamic guys, some older guys uh, that can really, you know, score the basketball. And then defensively, you know, they're a team that, uh, you know, this will be the first game that we see a team come in and, and they'll play probably 40 minutes of zone. You know, so we've got to be ready uh, to attack the zone the right way. We haven't seen that all year, so it'll be something new for our guys. And, and uh, you know, so uh, as always, it starts in the defensive end for us. 
uh, being able to rebound the ball, being able to limit their opportunities, especially from the three-point line, and then taking care of the basketball and, and uh, finding, finding good shots. All right, Dayton and Detroit. It's tomorrow night. Uh, our coverage will begin uh, pregame activities at 6, uh, tip-off at 7 o'clock. Then Dayton on the road, first true road game of the year, and it's at number 8 Auburn Saturday night. We're back here then next Monday night, 7 o'clock. We'll talk about it here. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Griffin Getz, and uh, the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everybody. Go Flyers! <laughs>